Hey guys, welcome to Ron's Reactions, episode 32. Dig a little deeper. That's as deep as it gets, boys. Um, so, Holler is here. McSpakey's here. Sorry, I just, just lost it. As deep at the... as I could, really lost. <laughs> no, I really I... lost me. We're brought to you by Dynasty Theory. They're a proud partner of Dynasty Daddy, and we're sponsored by the Fantasy Football Infinity. Check them all out, like them all, subscribe them. McSpanky, holler, how goes it? Oh, it goes, dude. I'm like actually just so glad that you're back because last week I had to do the intro and stuff, and I was like, oh man, I am not I as good at this as Ron is. One. So. <laughs> Yep, Ron crushes that. He that's yeah, he brings that every week. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Another Good. week. Um, I grabbed myself a Marvin Mims signed jersey last night on Pristine Auction. Ooh. Bang bang. I'm, bang. Uh, I'm uh buying in. I'm buying in. Let's Good, go. Dude. You're all in on the Marvin Mims. Yeah. Um, I see that he was listed as the team's starting punt returner. Pre- Not, right. Good. Right. Not good. Not good. Did the, he, the depth chart, yes. Did he return punts in college at all? Or is that new? I don't feel like he did. Um, I don't think he did in college because he was obviously there. Because he was there, good. Yeah, yeah. WR1, yeah. You know? Well, maybe he did for so, his first couple years. Yeah. You know, when he we'll was young. That's true. I'm going to look at I think, still, you know, still a child. Yeah. Still a child. <laughs> That'll be okay My as long as he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Don't get – just stay healthy. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, McSpanky, what's new in your world? Not much, dude. Just uh, just playing some DFS preseason DFS for all of us degenerates out there. Uh, super, super yeah, fun betting on uh, on kids who uh, might be on practice squads or bagging groceries in a couple weeks. But it's good times, man. I love it. You won some money last week, didn't you? I I did win one of the tournaments last week. Yeah, at a boy, ten dollars, wasn't it? Don't say wow. it out loud. It was just say it was big time. It was a few buckaroos. Few buckaroos. That's Just a like couple. That allows you to go back in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> that is. More free buy-in. <laughs> well, should we start me up? Let's do oh, it, man. Oh yeah. Let's start with Holler's guy. All right. So, I mean, there's been some hype about him. Um, I think the biggest thing. So, it's Darren Waller. Is my um, I, my hot take is he's going to finish as tight end two, right? And I, I think that is pretty, you know, pretty crazy. But I think the only person that's gonna overtake him is uh, Travis Kelsey. I think it'll be super close with Mark Andrews. But the reason I'm going with Waller is um, I just think he's gonna dominate the targets in New York, and I think he will finally stay healthy. Um, that's the big one. I think um, I wanted to underline that because that's gonna be the big one. And then I think he's gonna be a huge red zone threat. So I think he's gonna get a lot of touchdowns. Um, and so I, I kind of looked back and I was like, well, let's see here what. What made him, you know, so good? I, I remember he had a couple of good years. And so 2019 and 2020, back-to-back years over 1,000 thousand yards. And then specifically in 2020, he had 145 targets with 107 receptions and nine touchdowns, right? So, and he played 16 games that, that year. So if he can do that same kind of thing, we know how the landscape of tight ends are. I think that would put him in, you know, tight end two, tight end three, right? So I'm, I'm going with that hot take right there. I, I don't think that's too unreasonable, right? I mean, as long as he stays healthy and he plays the full yep. 17 games, even sure. if he, he misses like one or two, if he plays like 15 games, uh, he just he wasn't on the field for Vegas the last couple yep. of years. And mm-hmm. I think there was some some motivation issues there. Um, now oh, yeah. that he's now that he's gone, you know, hopefully new you know change of scenery is a fresh attitude and and like there's not really anyone else there to compete with the targets. Like he's pretty clearly their their top target outside of like Saquon. Um, absolutely isaiah Hodgins, i think I, I like and he, he he's fine but he's not like a like a ball oh, yeah, by I, any means i know you scared of cole no dairy no. slayton no uh, i mean slayton's good but he's uh, yeah he, he's just like a deep threat he's like a, he runs his go yeah, routes and he's not going to take away red zone touches i don't think what about the man that's out there torching people like johnny storm jalen hyatt now that's, that's fair that that's a good call i'd I don't know how involved he's going to be in the red zone is is the That's thing with him because he's he's real fast and I don't know how developed his route tree is and in the end zone when things are a little bit tighter uh, you got to be a little crisper on your routes whereas I think yep. his might be he needs some development a little bit yeah and so yeah. that's why my my call out was really for the red zone 
right? I think he's going to be a big, big red zone threat for, for Daniel Jones. And I think Daniel Jones is going to have a good year. I don't want to take away too much here. What's going to happen a little bit, a little bit, but yeah, Daniel Jones is, I think, going to, um, going to really, um, rely on Darren Waller in the red zone. The, the one thing I will say yeah. is Daniel Jones is a really good, like runner, probably a little bit underrated. Mm-hmm. And so him and Saquon in the red zone, there's a decent chance that those two take most of the yeah. touchdowns that you get, but I mean, they still have to throw the ball. Right. So I think exactly. Right. And there's nobody else there. And I, I do, I was going to say, obviously they're a, a run first offense. So I do think that could take away a little bit, but what really is getting me there is that there's nobody, nobody else there. I mean, they have they have wide receivers, but nobody that's going to take away from in that red zone. Um, and I just think you know he's going to have a great year. For sure. sure. Yes, indeedy. Well, Mr. McSpankster, do you want to go next? I would love to. So my guy here yeah. is Justin Fields. Um. The the and the, what I was going with is he's going to be a top five quarterback in terms of points per game, and I thought of this specifically because on uh, last week's uh, Dynasty Theory or the Pivot Point, uh, Mitch was just crapping all over Justin Fields, and so I was like, well, I'm going to take the exact opposite <laughs> take. Well here. deserved. So well, but hear me out. So last year, his rushing numbers alone got him hmm. almost 11 points per game, 10.82 points per game. That's okay. just his rushing numbers. And now he adds, you know, Darnell Mooney's back. DJ Moore's back in the house. You got, if, like, a better passing game, supposedly all the all the reviews in camp are he's just glowing. He's developing really nicely. Now, let's just say he goes and gets, like, just league average passing yards and passing touchdowns, which isn't, like, a ton. That's, a, like, roughly, like, 3,300 passing yards and about 22 touchdowns. Nothing crazy. If you if you add that on top of his rushing numbers he had last year, and I know that's that's a little bit dangerous math, but that gets him up to twenty eight point four points per game, which would have been first in the league last year. So it's not unreasonable that he could take a gigantic step if he just becomes even like a league average passer because he was so bad last year. And I do know the argument of well, if he you know becomes more efficient in the pass game, it probably takes away from his rushing game. And I'm like, yeah, I, there that is a that's fair. But I do think that there's enough room for for his rushing numbers to go down a little bit and his passing numbers to increase and still put up like really good numbers. I, I yeah. struggle thinking he's going to put up those passing numbers. His we've right. we've seen his pass his his passing struggle, um, and so you know I I think it's it's totally doable. I just need to see a little bit more from his passing. So I think it's really gonna you know the first couple of weeks is going to be a, you know a a good tell. Um, but I, I mm-hmm. just have a hard time seeing that passing. Fair, but like for context, 3,300 passing yards, if he plays all 17 games, that's less than 200 yards a game. So that's not like, it's not like he's yeah. going out there and just like, you know, slinging it, the yeah. ball around. Right. Yeah. And he didn't have DJ Moore last year. Like he was throwing to like Chase Claypool, the, the bad St. Brown brother. Like <laughs> it was just, it was rough, dude. So yeah. he, he finally has some legitimate like NFL receivers who, who I think will help cover up for some of his inefficiencies in the past game yeah i definitely think dj moore will, will do that for sure uh just outside of dj moore they, they i mean cole Komet, they have him but i don't i don't know there oh i don't the moon let's man. not talk about cole Komet. yeah i don't and i, I why did they give about, him that contract <laughs> yeah geez and then mooney i mean we'll see if he can stay healthy uh so i just i worry about the passing i, I know he'll get his He'll get his rushing, so I, I just worry about that passing to, to equal up that maybe, I think, 24 to 26 points per game. Yeah, he only surpassed 200 yards once last year. That's pretty bad. The air. That's rough. That's, yeah, I, see? But, I, but again – Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Twice. It was twice. Okay. okay. So that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he better. doubled it. It's like he, he doubled it. Twice, all right? I'm just, like, I'm just once saying, is a flu, I'm just twice is a pattern, there. right? Listen, um, I don't know. I just think that that Ohio State system is so detrimental to these quarterbacks. Don't scout well, the helmet, dude. I listen, listen. He's just he just doesn't see the field. He's a hell of an athlete. He really is. And if he can just halfway get the throw on the ball, we saw it work for Jalen Hurts. That's what I'm saying, you know? dude. He just I just gave him just league average passing numbers, like. Just I, but okay. It's not. I, it's not insane. I, I really don't think many, it's insane. Do you have his numbers up there, Ron? I, how, how many uh, yards did he pass for last year? 
Don't total twenty two hundred yards. Okay, but he didn't. Said... He didn't play the full game though. Like the full slate of games. How many games did he play? Yeah, he missed one, two. He missed two games. He missed more than that, didn't he? So is he making no. up eleven hundred something early? Did he leave something early? No. I struggle with he him played, making um... up that eleven hundred yards. It, they let him attempt the pat. He was throwing I'm, the ball twenty times a game. I'm I'm counting on an the DJ more upgrade, improved passing, and a better better receiving game. Just just okay. overall him. I mean, I love his, DJ Moore, and you know that I'm in on the DJ Moore and the just the volume argument of the whole thing. But maybe DJ Moore just gets all hundred yards that he throws for in on a weekly basis. Man, I just I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I just feel like he's he's in for he's going to take a step forward. I think. Sure. I think having like competent wide receivers to throw to is going to is going to take him a long way. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I think it's um, possible. Yeah. Having one more than none from last year is a pretty good thing. And Mooney's <laughs> back. You guys are just crapping all over Darnell Mooney. Mooney hurt my feelings. Don't. Okay. Me. I was down. Good, I was. Dude. I was in on Mooney just as much as I was in on drafting Sun God late. And Mooney hurt my feelings, and the sun god made him feel great. He's the post-hype sleeper. Just, just wait. Post-hype sleeper, yeah. I'm waiting two years for that now. I was trying to find how bad the – or what people thought about the Chicago Bears offensive line because if that hasn't improved – It's gotten better. I don't, has it it's, gotten better? Okay. So I was looking up some numbers because I have a, um, a player later, and they're 16th, so right in the middle. Okay. And do you know what they ranked out at last year, just generally? Uh, it was pretty bad. Probably about pretty bad. Yeah, they, I know they they brought in one or two guys, so I, I think it's just last week. Last year was like in the twenties, low twenties. So moving up to sure. sixteen, they're right right in the middle. So you know they, yeah, they're all right. right in the middle. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So actually, their offensive line scored pretty well on yeah. on PFF's grades last year. So their run blocking was sixth. And their pass blocking was 16th. So actually, that's, so then they that's have kind a... of disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> but hopefully yeah. it's better. Like hopefully um, it's, it's even better. And does the run grade? Does the run grade? I guess, I don't know how they grade that out. I, the run grade that, might right? be skewed because of Justin Fields. Just that's what I was going to ask. Is like doing is crazy his athleticism doing you know doing wonders for that that rush grade? Um, I don't know how they grade it, so I, I'm not going to say yes or no. Um, Mr. Fields is going to open the year with Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and Denver. So that Green Bay game, I yeah. I think this is the year that the Bears finally, you know, Aaron Rodgers is gone, and they they might mm-hmm. just 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 beat that beat that so, bouquet over there. Yeah, yeah. If that happens, and he, and he you know hope throws so. for two hundred fifty yards or something, you know, that could be a good tale of if what's going to what's to come. So I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Kind of like I said, it's those first couple games. I really, I'm gonna watch and see that passing, and see how he does, and then, you know, maybe we can come back to this. I'm buying in. So put it on the sure. record. I okay. Think I really, I legitimately think he's gonna be a top five quarterback. Bank, he's bought in. He's got him as a top five quarterback. That's gonna well, come back to haunt me. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till this one comes back to haunt me after all the tweets from today. Russell Wilson doesn't finish the year as the Denver Broncos starter. I don't hate that. I don't. Well, dude, I don't know what to think of Denver and what's going on there. Sean Payton is borderline unhinged with some of his comments he was talking. He is not. Just, oh lord, just dumping all over other coaches. And yep. now listen, it's, like, it's a, it's, dude. I don't. He's know. trying. Somebody, I heard somebody explain this, and it. What he's trying to do is he's trying to make Russ not feel so bad about Russ, so Russ can go out there and stop thinking like, dude, I was so terrible last year because the dude's probably all in his head. Because you know how Russ thinks so highly of himself. And if the dude is just pooping on himself for all of last year, Sean, what's Sean Payton going to do? I'm going to go blame somebody else. You know what, Russ? It was his fault. Yeah. Here's the thing. You don't have that bad of a effort without it being – I mean, everyone's hands are dirty, right? Everyone's hands were yeah. in the cookie jar on that one. Yep. Like, it wasn't just one person's fault when, it's, sure. when, the, when the results are that bad. Sure. And when you're out there calling, you know, Seattle's play calls still and defenses are, you know, they know your tells. Why are you doing that? He also right. had that office where everybody had to like schedule a meeting with Russ to get to talk to him. 
he wasn't actually, you know, with the rest of the team all the time, which I think rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and Sean Payton's not going to put up with it. And all Sean Payton is going to do is put out Javante with a running game and say, go ahead, turn around, hand the ball off, and hit a few play-action deep shots just like you did in Seattle. That's why Pete always said we're not letting Russ cook. That's because he can't. But um, what do you think? What do you think it would? What does it look like if Russ gets benched? Right? Like, do you, like how late in the season? Like, what does our record have to look like? What What do you think in there? Jeez, uh, I want to say they have to be out of playoff contention, and they want to yep. see what they can do with Stidham. Um, there's another part of me that, you know, Russ starts doing some weird stuff, and Peyton's like, "All right, look, we're done. Like, we're trying to win still." Um, the way they pl- they play competitively, um, you know, in New Orleans always had the fight in them and they were always near the top of the division. I, I think that, you know, Peyton's still going to want to be like that. and He's going to try to run the ball down the throats of Kansas City and down the throats of the Chargers and keep those quarterbacks off the field and keep these games close for them. And if Russ starts messing that up, then it's I think it's over for him. Yep. So I was I was looking at some stats from last year and I think I. I think this is not crazy, to be honest, but I, I think he's going to end finish the season. Um, he, he finished the season last year and the last three games. Did throw a lot of interceptions, but he did end the season, well, all three games over 200 yards, which, hey, that's not your normal rush. But um, I, I think that's kind of where he's at now. He's like this mediocre quarterback, nothing crazy. And so he finished with an average of like, it was 214 or 247, 214, 222, and 283. So probably like an average of 240. And then he mm-hmm. uh, had eight touchdowns and six interceptions, right? And so he only had 16 touchdowns all year. And that was he had eight in the last four games. So I think sure. he's starting to heat up. I don't know exactly when they fired Hackett, but I just think he was I think heat up is not a very good term to use, but I just think he was starting to get a little bit better. Right. And so I, mm-hmm. I think with Sean Payton, I think he's going to have a mediocre year and I think he'll be fine. And, and like you were saying, they're going to run the ball a lot. And I don't, I don't, I think he will, I would think he will like to buy in. So I, I have a question for you guys and it's, it's more just kind of a, a wondering out loud kind of deal. Do we think that Sean Payton gets too much credit for what Drew Brees did on the field? Yes. Do you think that Bill Belichick gets too much credit for Tom Brady, what Tom Brady did on the field? Yeah. Yes. And, and that's yeah. that's kind of my point because like look at what the Patriots have done since Tom left, right? Like they they got they made it to the wild card round once and got blown out by the Bills. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes these coaches that we look at as like oh these guys are awesome they get like yes they might be great but you need the quarterback there and so yep, if, sure. if I mean Russ is no Drew Brees let's just get that straight no. so I just I, I think we might be overweighting the Sean Payton coming back effect on and kind of propping up some of the Broncos rankings. Yeah. I think they're going to be a mediocre team. I don't think it's going to be any, any, but I I do think if the season goes wrong, right, that, that division's really good. So it's going to be tough with the go wrong uh, real fast. Yeah, it could. And so I think it's possible. So I don't really think it's this crazy take because I think if Sean Payton's a new, new, coach there and i think if he wants to see what else he what else he has in stidham and they go oh and like in the first eight games two and six then i think it's it's totally possible yeah so they open the season with the las vegas raiders mcspanky the yeah, washington that's commanders a dub for the raiders that's a dub for the... <laughs> if jimmy garoppolo could complete a pass hey. uh the dolphin <laughs> sorry and the so... bears so far, I think that might come out to like two and two. Yeah, right? I can see so, two and two. I, yeah. I think Miami is probably um, gonna have yeah. their way, and then I think they lost the, the, the wins for a meltdown. Yeah, and so I, I'm just saying, like looking at it, he started to play a lot better in those last four games, a lot better in what he was doing prior. So a lot, a lot better mm-hmm. for him. Um, and so I just think, you know, he he'll have another mediocre season, and you know if it goes awry, then yeah, I think I could I I totally see him not finishing. So, the season. from a fantasy aspect, do you want to have a mediocre season on your roster? No. Do you really care to have that on your roster? Okay, I don't. That that's perfect for getting you like fourth place. 
Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and that's yeah. No, thank you. Let's move on. Alvin Kamara has been suspended for three games, and JMO got suspended for six because he placed a bet. Let's think about this. This anyway. That's a tough look. Um, probably doesn't affect Kamara's value too much. I don't think he was already you know devalued as old man uh, stuck in New Orleans without Sean Payton. If if anything, I think. Yeah. If anything, I think this might help his value a little bit yeah. because I think most people were thinking it was going to be more in the four to six range, and the fact that it's only sure. three games is is like it's pretty minimal. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of times yeah. with running backs, you kind of almost bank on them missing two to three games anyways, just on injury because running backs get so banged up. So, yeah, um, I yeah, I think I that's kind of what I was going to say. Is I think overall that's just for his value, that's solid. I was mm-hmm. I personally was banking on the four to six, um, and so I think you know um it's it's going to be this more of the same with him you know he he puts up solid numbers fantasy wise and so i i think he, he'll be just fine for another year um if you're a contending team i still think you should go out and, and buy him are you afraid of uh kareem hunt coming to town well, that no. kind of no rolls into that next minute but no i'm, I'm not i mean i'm not too worried yeah. Kareem because Hunt they, is toast, man. He he yeah, did right. not have any juice left last year. I can only imagine it's just worse now. And now he's coming in to try to learn a new offense in either yep. New Orleans or Indianapolis. Sure. Um, sure. I just and scared of Kendra Miller. Actually, yeah. What if Kendra yes. pops off for three games and then all of a sudden it's a three-headed monster with Kendra, Jamal, and Alvin Kamara? That is worst-case scenario. That yes. Is not, that is not going to be yeah. a fun one to and, deal with. And I do think the. Kamara would take the biggest hit, you know, because they're going to use yeah. Jamal the way Jamal is used. Sure. Right. And yeah. so I think Kamara would take that hit, but part of me feels like they just, they love Kamara there. And so, you know, it's, it's hard. It, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how Kendra does, right. If he does play really well, then, you know, they're going to have to use him, and that's going to be really tough for, for Kamara. Whichever one of them gets to go on the field on third downs is going to be the one you want because Derek Carr is a check down monster. Yep. Yeah. Well, Chris Olave is open all the time, so I'll just take him. That's the only part of this offense that I want is Chris Olave, and that's it. End of list. I don't care that's about fair. Jawan Johnson. I don't care about Jimmy Graham. I don't care about the running backs. Chris Olave can't guard Mike is over. You um, don't want Taysom Hill? Yeah. No, I mean, God. Oh, I wasted so many last round picks on Taysom Hill. Just I, yep. I, Drew Brees replacement right here, boys. No problem. Oh, I do agree with you though that I, nobody outside of Alave, but I, I, you know, it depends. We'll have it'd be interesting to see what Kendra does, and so if he if he's just mediocre, then I think Kamara is fine for the for this year. I think he'll be totally fine. We'll put up points, and you know, it'll be a good flex spot for somebody contending. I think I think mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is actually going to have like a really good week one because I don't think they're going to roll Kendra out right away. And there's no Camara, no. so if you have Jamal, wait until that week one game. He's gonna he's gonna have a good a good week. See what you can get for him because I think after that it's just gonna be. Awesome. I think he's he's kind of the, the last man standing there. If the key's gonna get the leftovers. Tennessee, they play Tennessee in week one. Jamal's not gonna. Yeah. Jamal's not gonna do it. Giddy thing. up, baby. Tennessee's defense is bad, dude. Oh, don't even start with me. Mike Vrabel is going to have them dudes. It's so freaking. Where's the game at? Is it in? Is it in the Superdome? It is in the Superdome. Giddy up, Jamal Williams. Let's ride. I don't know. DFS right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can go ahead and take those grinding yards between the twenties at three yards a clip with Jamal. And the touchdowns. (sighs) That's that's the thing. You you have to get to the red zone for the touchdowns. You do. Get there. And then they'll take uh, Derek Carr out and let Taysom Hill do his thing. And, and then they can run a Wildcat and Jamal can score. It'll be great. Oh, <laughs> running the Wildcat. There you go. Back. Oh, okay. Well, you guys want to talk your risers? Let's do it. Holler, why don't you why don't you pick one of yours? First? All right. Yeah, so we, we can go, you know, bang, bang, bang. So I'll just pick one of my guys. My first one is uh, Traylon Burks, right? I think this one is you know, not crazy spicy, but I just think with him um, getting DeAndre Hopkins, I think that's going to take away some of the pressure, and he'll be seeing this the the second, you know, second DB, um, second cornerback, and so I just think it, he will should be able to have a breakout season, 
right? And so what I'm kind of thinking is at the end of the year this year, he's ranked around uh, in keep trade cut. He's WR 30. And then Spanky's rankings, he's WR 24, right? So it's not a, too much of a rise from Spanky's rankings, but I think he'll be top 20, right? And there's some older guys in there that could drop. Um, so I do think Traylon Burks is a guy that he might start a little bit slow. Um, there's some good buzz coming out of, of camp. They're liking him a lot. Um, and so I just think that is a good – he's a good re- receiver right now that – I think he was on one of my guys to go out and buy. Um, and so I just think he will definitely rise throughout the season and going into the offseason next season in a startup or something like that. He'll be definitely going um, – I don't know, we'll see – fifth, sixth round, maybe in a top 20 wide receiver, maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. I like that. I think I really like Traylon. He, in my, you know, wide receiver analytics model, he scored like insanely high. Like he had one of the best profiles that I've ever seen in my model, at least. Um, I think last year he had kind of a, maybe his, his work ethic wasn't quite there and he kind of struggled. He maybe didn't take his conditioning kind of as as seriously as you should. You didn't kind of have his body right. But from all, from all what I've heard is, is that's that's out the door right he came in he it yep. sounds like his conditioning is great he's he's focused his head's there uh, i think sometimes some of these guys like they just especially when they're that athletic sometimes they just rely on that like in college and high school and they don't necessarily put in the time that they need to and in the nfl when they when they get there and everyone's just as good as you are um it, it takes guys a little bit and i think yep. i think this is going to be the year where he puts it together and i think and and DeAndre Hopkins, I think, actually is beneficial for him because uh, he is going to see he's going to see kind of the, the secondary DBs. Um, yeah, dude, I, I like Traylon Burks a lot. I I'm, yeah. I'm pretty bullish on him. I would try to get him, scoop him up anywhere, anywhere that I can. Yep, I agree, and I, I think you know I don't know too much on Hopkins, you know, work ethic and things like that, but I do think a, um, a, a veteran like that will will help Traylon um, Burks. So. Know? Uh, Hopkins from what I've heard from like different reports and you know it's a Twitter reporting from different like NFL GMs that basically yeah. said that uh, he doesn't practice but he shows up on Sundays so Never I don't know mind. if he's yeah. the best Scratch role model that. for him but <laughs> that's why the Lions didn't want to bring like people kept saying that the Lions should bring him in the Lions should bring him in um, somebody like flat out said like he's not a Dan Campbell type of guy he's not going to be out there to practice he's not going to be a surprise he's with Vrabel in Tennessee to be honest with that's that's why the Patriots never made sense to me either because I don't think Belichick's going to put up with that so right like all the BS and stuff exactly he's got a lot of drama you know the uh the enemy walks behind you with a knife insert tweet here um yeah he he does have a lot of drama so you know he's got some baggage but and and he's a little bit older I I don't think he's quite the same you know, D hop no. was, but he's, I think he can still get it done. Just, he's just not like an elite wide receiver anymore. Yeah. Which is fine. And I, I personally don't think Traylon Burks is like your number, number one wide receiver. I think he needs a little bit more. He, he could be, but I think he, he's always going to be much better as a, uh, like a number two. Right. That's why I, I thought it was yeah. crazy that I know that it's part of, it was kind of part of the trade, but I, I thought it, it was kind of crazy to me that they sent AJ Brown away because that would have been super good, even though that like, Traylon Burks was, I think, the part of the, the package that when they traded him away. But I they, think that would have been it, a... it was straight up. Yeah. yeah. It was that pick yeah. round. But I think that was yeah. more they didn't want to pay A.J. Brown. Yeah. Right. So, right. But I think he would always be really good. He's going to be like a really good compliment to another wide receiver is my what I'm trying to get at. I gotcha. think so as well. I don't think he's this, the only show in town. Um, yeah. That's – you know, everybody's kind of been in on this buy Traylon, you know, all off season because of his cheap price. Well, I think it only gets cheaper next year, to be honest with you, um, because incoming wide receivers are just going to push him down anyway. Um, and unless he has, you know, uh, what you guys are saying, you know, this breakout season because DeAndre Hopkins has taken everything away or all the coverage to him, all the coverage to D Hop. Well, we've also said that D Hop's not the same D Hop anymore. Does it take everything to cover D Hop? I don't know. I think teams are still going to focus on him, whether yeah. whether he necessarily deserves it or not. And and I think Here. you do say wide receivers coming out next year. I feel like there's only one that is going to be kind of ranked higher than Traylon Brooks. Maybe a, a boot boat, but I I think there's only one that's going to be. Yeah. I think yeah, Marvin Harrison would... Jr. for sure will be, and then yeah. Abuka probably will be about the same, probably in the yeah. same area. 
I don't know. I, I think they're going to get pushed up higher because I think I think uh geez Louise, I feel like Quentin Johnson was in that like in the Traylon late one range. I don't know. He's still there right now, but I'm, we'll talk about him later. QJ is my boy. Yeah. Well, you need to get off your boy. All right, um, Spanky, who you got? Uh, uh, Troy, Troy McBride is the first guy I want to talk about here. Troy McBride is unfortunately in a in a situation where like. He plays for the Cardinals, and there's just a giant stink on the Cardinals. Nobody wants anything to do with him. He's all the way down at tight end 20 on Fantasy Calc. Um, Zach Ertz is is old. He's also on the pup list still. Like, There's no guarantee he's going to be back uh, anytime soon. So Trey McBride has all the opportunities there. There's there's almost no competition for playing time, right? Like I don't, I don't even know who their backup tight end is. Uh, to be honest, I would have to look that up. And then their receiving core isn't necessarily great. I mean, like outside of Hollywood Brown, and I guess I mean that the the rookie Michael Wilson's there, uh, Rondell Moore, depending on how you feel about him. Yeah, uh, but real. but one of the nice things I I saw too when I was doing a little bit of research. So Drew Petzing, uh, he's their new offensive coordinator. He came over from the Browns. He used to be their tight end coach and their quarterback coach. Hmm. The Browns offense really heavily used the tight ends, and I think Trey McBride. Like, if you guys don't remember, which you probably don't, because he played in the Mountain West in college, but. <laughs> Colorado State, dude, he had like a thousand yard receiving year. Like Wasn't he, he, he was a offense? monster. He he was like the offense. Yeah. Like, the dude's a monster. Um I I think there's he's really just getting punished because he plays for the Cardinals and he didn't really do a whole lot his his first season. And so people are just like, Well, you didn't produce for me right away, so now you're dead to me. Um I, I mean I haven't projected yeah. what have you done for to me? I have lately? a top like top twelve, top fifteen season for tight ends, and I, I think I have him as my tight end thirteen. I have to double check my rankings, but offhand. So I think there's a he's he's got nowhere to go but up, in my opinion. I agree with that. I mean, who knows when Zach Ertz comes back? I think he got injured in the last couple of games of the season last year. So I just mm-hmm. think you know I don't I think he's a, a lost cause. And even if he he does come back, I, I know the end of the season when he was out, um, Trey McBride started to play really well, right? And so I think yeah. that's going to be a lot more of that. Um, even if uh, it doesn't matter who starts a quarterback in the first couple games, if uh, Kyler misses a few games. Um, and I do think that by the end of the season next year, that Trey McBride will be like, he should be, you know, especially the top 15. I don't see, you know, some of those guys that are ranked ahead of him. I think he's going to easily surpass those guys. I think so too. I think he's just, he's everyone sees the the Jersey he has on and they're just like, oh, I don't want any part of that, which is fair. Yeah. Right. I mean, but sure. uh, a counterpoint to that too is, you know, Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon, whoever starts, if they're if they're bad, which they probably are, um, the offense is probably going to be geared towards, you know, safer, shorter passes, which is just going to benefit Trey McBride and probably James Conner. So yeah, I, I don't know. A, I think, he's a sneaky one. I think the stink is 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 very well due. Did you guys see the highlight from camp? The DB taking that yeah. ball off that off was, the back of his head. Yeah, that was something you know, else, I, man. It's, yeah, that's oh my. I do know their their Lord. defense is solid. I mean, Arizona has a solid defense. So do they? Hmm. I, I think maybe, yeah. I, I, the new head coach is supposed to. I, don't know. I think he's a deep guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I his name escapes me right now. And I can't. Jonathan I know Gannon. Monty Austin, Jonathan Gannon. I know Austin Force the GM. Yeah, and Gannon came from you know the the Eagles and all that. Well, you can put platoon out defensive linemen with Philadelphia and they can yeah. rush the passer for days, you know, what's your defense look like when you don't have all those pass rushers? Yeah. That's uh, true. They have their work cut out for them. And they're yeah. just, they're just on the, on the ride to get Caleb Williams next year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm down with Michael Wilson though. Uh, that's yeah. You know, I like I him as well. Anybody, anybody wants Michael Wilson all that much. It, the hype is building now. He's at wide receiver 83 right now. I don't have much to say. I just I mean, threw him in there. I mean, wide receiver 83, dude? Like, well, I mean, yeah. why not? Sure. I mean, he's yeah. definitely <laughs> he's way taller than both of the other two short stuff guys. Yeah. And so I just think I think he will carve out some good playing time, and I think he'll be pretty, pretty solid this year. I mean, not somebody that's going to be crazy, but WR 83, he will definitely climb up a bit. Yeah, I, I hope so. Pass that, get some hype with the quarterback upgrade. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you what do you got next for us there, Holler? Uh, the next one I have, I have uh, James Cook. Right, so 
This one is going to be a little spicy. So he is mm-hmm. RB21, keep trade cut, and RB22 on Spankies, right? So I know some people mm-hmm. are, are not liking him. Um, I know, um, but I there's nobody else there in running backs-wise. And so, you know. Latavius Murray doesn't scare you. No. Damian Harris? Damian Harris does Dude, not. Dude, Latavius right? just ripped off a 70-yard run today. Wow. Did the defense really... think, think they had to play off or what happened there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> they weren't paying water. Maybe it was the third team. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the, I think he takes over the backfield. Um, and, and I think what really helps him is he can catch passes out of the backfield. Right. And sure. that's what, um, you know, that offense is, is so good. Right. And so I think he can maybe sneak into the top 12 for next year because I think some of the older running backs are going to drop. Um, and so I think he'll he'll and maybe overtake some of those other running backs if he, if he has a really good year. Um, and so it, this one is more of just like a kind of a, a hot take, I would say, because I sure. I had a hard time thinking he'll be top 12. But I wanted to kind of just throw it out there and, you know, I'll be OK. I'll be OK if I'm wrong. Um, but I just think, you know, they didn't grab anybody else yet, at least. But I, I haven't heard much that they're getting anybody um, I did hear just a little bit of maybe Dalvin Cook, but he hasn't really been um, connected with them too much. I don't think that's happening, um, and so I just I just really think they they have good you know think think highly of him, and I, I think he's going to be on the field a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe in the red zone he he takes you know gets a little bit away, but I think if he does end up getting those touchdowns, I think he'll be able to to climb up, and I think he'll be um, you know top twelve to fifteen. So, I like I like you taking a shot on your guy, right? Like I you know that was what I was doing with Justin Fields earlier, and it sounds like James Cook might be yours. I just I have a hard time, and I I don't disagree with anything you said about him being you know the the main guy in the backfield. I just how valuable is that backfield to have? Like he doesn't get like if if he's in the red zone, which is is kind of where the the high like value touches are, right? Josh Allen's taken a lot of those carries uh, he might, he might dump it off, but uh, he also has, you know, just a ton of weapons to throw to. And he, and yeah. he's that office just kind of spreads the ball around. So I, I think for James cook to be successful, he's going to have to kind of win the, the roulette of he's getting the, like the random, like red zone touches. Right. But yeah. I mean, he's, he's still fighting with, you know, like Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox is still there. And, and apparently, I mean, Josh Allen and Dawson Knox like, say what you want about Knox, but those two are buddies, right? Like they have a good connection in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs is is him, right? And yeah, right. I mean, Gabe Davis is there. Like I, I want to buy in on James Cook. Like I like everything about him. I want to do it. I just I can't, I I can't buy in on it because they don't. Yeah, the offensive line's built for pass blocking, not run blocking. Their offense really just isn't built to run the ball, and no. I just. So my argument to that is I, I think he does – he's going to catch a lot of balls, right? And so I think sure. he could be, you know, somebody that, you know, doesn't get a ton of rushing yards per se. I mean, maybe gets 40 to, to 60, but then he could also get another 40 um, catching, right? But He's going to DeAndre it's, Swift it's, it? It's, yeah, it's going to be tough because that offense is really good. But what made me really think about him climbing up is above him is – on keep trade cut is J.K. Dobbins, Zach Charbonnet, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Derrick Henry, Javante Williams, Najee Harris, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, right? I think four or five of those guys he can overtake, and that, that gives him right to, to RB16. That's fair. I mean, so, he can't overtake, he, to be honest. He might he might rise just based on default, but I do think, yeah. too, one thing to keep in mind is I think that next year's running back class is really good. Yeah, and there might be in like you know he might pass three or four of those vets, but he might have three or four rookies come in that that push yeah. him right back down. So, yeah. but I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I he, think that he has the opportunity, and that's all you can really yeah. hope for, right? So that's kind of where, exactly. where it came from. He's got he's got the opportunity. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, and I just think he's got that passing volume that's gonna, I know, help him grab those those extra. Uh, extra yards and it will really be uh, you know the big thing will be touchdowns if he doesn't get any touchdowns then there's no way he's climbing up McSpanky what you got next yeah let me talk about Christian Kirk here so I was actually really surprised to see how low he is he is wide receiver 38 on fantasy calc right now which just seems like 
just like yeah. nuts, right? I, I get the Calvin Ridley hype. I really do. But, I mean, Calvin Ridley, he hasn't played in a year and a half. Supposedly, he looks great in camp, and that's awesome, right? I'm super excited for that. But Trevor sure. Lawrence is more than capable of supporting two really good wide receivers. I mean, for example, last year, Christian Kirk was a wide receiver 18 in points per game, and Zay Jones was wide receiver 35. So if he supported, I mean, Zay Jones as a, as a top three wider like wide receiver three last year, I can only imagine that Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, depending on who you think the the one A and one B is, like they can they can outdo that. Like they can beat out Zay Jones for for targets, right? I think the offense is continuing to grow. I think Christian Kirk can easily finish as a as a you know top twenty four wide receiver again this year, and that value has to come up. Like that is just like almost criminal how low he is. Mm-hmm. I, so, I totally agree. And I, I personally am not in on Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to be mediocre. Uh, I think it's going to be more of uh, Christian Kirk, a lot of the same as last year. He, I, As you put, he's, he was WR18 points per game last year, uh, so mm-hmm. top 20. I don't know why he's down at WR38. That, to me, is crazy. Um, and so I, I, I've seen so many people take uh, Ridley way like high in, in startups this year, and it's just crazy to me. I w- honestly would take Christian Kirk ahead of him. He's actually dropped behind Mike Evans to wide receiver 39. Wow. Yeah, what the heck, dude? I, I can't support him behind Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, no dude, way. That's, that's ridiculous. Like, who Not with Baker Mayfield. Like, directly <laughs> above him. Also, <laughs> Mike Evans, who is directly above those. Uh, so, Mike Evans, uh, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Jahan Dotson, J-Mo, Deontay. See, okay, what are we doing? Like, what are, like, what are we doing, man? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, um, hey. Well. Uh, J-Mo will be a superstar. Don't you guys worry about it. We have faith. I got faith in that. Total faith. Um, well, I can good. see why Keenan and Amari are ahead of him. Um, you know, they've been their respective sure. wide receiver ones on their team for, you know, like feels like forever now since they've both come into the league, you know? Um, but yeah, I agree. Like Mike Evans, uh, Jahan Dotson with some wild touchdown luck last year, you know, who knows if he can repeat that with Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, give me Christian Kirk over that Deontay Johnson and Kenny Pickett throwing him the ball. Um, no, thanks. Uh, Hollywood <laughs> Brown is up here at wide receiver 32. Um, with maybe half a quarterback throwing him the ball, <clears throat> Michael Pittman at wide receiver 31. We, we got to figure out what Anthony Richardson is passing, throwing the ball. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How far up can we go before we're really, you know, Terry McLaurin? I take McLaurin over Christian Kirk, I think, but it's close. Jay Flowers. I take Kirk over Flowers. I take Kirk over Flowers, yeah. I mean, um, let's see. I'd take Godwin. him over Pickens. Yeah. Over Godwin, you're going to take? Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk. No, that's no, no, I'm no, draw no, the line. The line. Yeah. So Ayuk is up at five. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And Ayuk might be too low, to be honest, but that's another, that's another story. Yeah, yeah, he's right below you... Debo. Yeah. Yeah, that should be reversed. Agreed. Um, so I got a couple more guys real quick. I got two rookies, so I'll just fire those off real quick. Um, one that I think you guys will agree with here is Jonathan Mingo. He's had some Dude, buzz buddy. coming out. He's down at WR43, um, 39 uh, in keep trade cut, and 39 in Spankies. I think it will take some time, but I think you know next year going in, he'll be a top 30 wide receiver. Um, he'll be I don't that think it's big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's a rookie, so I just wanted to you know. Give him a little bit of time. And, you know, I just think there's a lot of great buzz coming out of camp. You know, we take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I think easily next year he'll be in the top 30. Uh, and then another one I have is Roshan Johnson. This one is, you know, I put it on there. I was late late last night. But I just think he's going to – he can overtake the backfield. Um, and, uh, you know, he's only got two other guys that are, you know, not very good ahead of him. Um, and so I just think one, one thing, though, when I was diving into this a little bit more is he has not had – much time to be a number one running back. He was always behind Bijan. And so mm-hmm. I think that will hurt him a little bit. So I just think if he can be, if he can take over that running back and be at RB one, um, he's got a good size. He's a versatile. 
And, you know, one thing he does really well that will keep him on the field, he's a solid pass protector. Um, and so I think those three things will keep him on the field, but it's still interesting to see if it's going, if it really will come to fruition. Um, so that was just a guy I thought that, you know, if he's, he's uh, running back 39 and keep trade cut. Um, if he does have any type of good season at all, he's going to be rising. Yeah. I mean, rookies don't have to do much for their value to at least hold steady yeah. or if not, if not rise. Right. So I can, I can see it. I'm not um, always and- hold on him yet, but. Yeah. I have one one yeah, more good there. one before we can let uh, Ron put his out there. Tua. Um, so one thing, you know, I wanted to say Tua, he's got two awesome wide receivers. Um, that offense is, is going to be – it was was good last year, but what hurt him a lot was injuries. Um, so if he stays healthy, I think he will easily be uh, a top 10 quarterback, right? And so he's a QB 13 um, on keep trade cut and QB 10 in spanking's rankings. And what I wanted to kind of point out in keep trade cut, um, is that above him right now, both rookies are no, excuse me, all three rookies from this year are ahead of him. Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and CJ Stroud are ahead of him, right? He is, um, QB 13, right? So if he puts up a good, good season and stays healthy, he'll easily jump those guys and be in the top, should be top 10. And I think that would be, the cap right there he'll be qb 10 because i don't think he's going to get over or maybe qb 9 because i don't think he's going to climb over justin fields lamar jackson you know uh trevor trevor lawrence justin herbert those guys are all solidified so i think he'll be around um qb 9 and i think he's he's a solid qb 1 um in fantasy terms i I love the only thing that's the knock on him is he just has, hasn't been able to stay healthy, right? But yeah. I mean, he when he's on the field, he's awesome. And I think the yeah. rookies being above him, that's just uh, probably some rookie fever. I, yeah, I can't, yeah. I don't I have can't. it ranked that way, that's for sure. Like, that, when I was looking at guys that were going to rise, like I was, I looked at that, and I was like, wow. So definitely, uh, that's why I picked him because I think, I think he'll have a good, a good season. You know, I think last year was a little bit crazy with all those concussions he had. Um, you know, Ooh. so we'll see. Hopefully, that offensive line can you know protect it's them bad. a little bit better it's i know bad. it's bad yeah they definitely need to invest a little bit there but uh those that i, I really think he's gonna rise i agree all right ron we took about those judo pick. classes hoo-ha anyway um so i got some players i think you should ship off and i think quinton johnson is one of those players he's sitting up at wide receiver 21 Get him out of here, break him down, just get some stuff for him. I don't know what stuff at the moment, but I think you should just get rid of QJ. Um, I think he's a bit overrated. I didn't like the tape. I don't really care about the opportunity heading into next year. I just kind of don't want QJ on my teams. Um, I think you should. What? Yeah. I got to cut in. We're going to get spicy. I got to cut in. That's the tape at TCU. I think a lot of that can be pointed to they didn't use him correctly they also didn't use Kendrick mm-hmm. miller correctly and yep. max duggan is not a good quarterback so Jerome i think Burks didn't get used correctly either it's going really well for him he didn't get used correctly and now he's in a better situation i think but okay here's the thing with, with qj right he has probably the quarterback with the best like pure arm in the nfl right now throwing in the sure. ball and an offensive coordinator that just wants to just just chuck it all over the field like, sure there's going to be a ton of volume. There's it's going to be like good targets, not just not just a, like a pure volume of targets. There's going to be good, accurate targets, and he doesn't have to be like great. Like you have to, like defenses have to account for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and so it's kind of like well, who and then not to mention Austin Eckler out of the backfield is a good receiver. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like well, who do you want to beat you? Um, and I and I imagine they're probably going to say like well, let's let the rookie win. And so he's going to have a, an opportunity there to to really like shine. And I think I, I I'm really in on QJ, man. I think me too. I I just I, I love the I opportunity. I love that. I love the the talent there. I think I think he's good to go, man. If you have any shares, send them my way, please. Okay, you, you um, you're going to this though. He uh he jumped up the last. I don't know whenever you put this on, but he jumped up. I, I'm just like looking at thirty right seconds now. ago. He's yeah, that's crazy because now he's at QB nineteen or QB. Um, wide receiver 19. Holy hell. That's a little so, high. That's a little that's what I'm opinion. that's what I'm saying. Like, how has he garnered that amount? So you know, the, I yeah. I don't see that. The rookies all I see just is in general. dropping. Yeah. So 
the rookies in general are just kind of arbitrarily high right now. Like, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I don't know if we brought this up, but like, you know, Bijan's RB1, which I actually agree with that one. But then Jameer Gibbs is like RB3, which Listen, is like, that is ooh, totally baby. fine. Why is, why is that one not fine? Why is, why is uh, because, Gibbs not fine? So let's see. He has like uh, the best me, offensive line in football. Let me pull it up. But he's also he's splitting above. with David Montgomery. And he's he's more of like the, the pass catcher, less of like the goal line work kind of guy. So I, I just spit, I, and I think I think career. the hype is just getting out of control on him. I think he's a good running back. I like him. I have him more down in like the running back like eight or nine range, which I think is realistic. Sure. Yeah, Not I mean, I look at it now and I'm like, you know what? That doesn't seem too crazy. So he's above Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb, and Kenneth Walker and Josh Jacobs, right? I mean, I, the only people think, not sharing on that list are CMC and Saquon. Yeah. Everybody I else think, has another back in the backfield with them. At this uh, but that's, but that's, that's just how the NFL is now, though, man. Like, right, I don't, but I don't that's, not, that's why I think he can get to running back three pretty easily behind those guys because the other people are sharing as well. So what's the difference between – his backfield and somebody else's backfield. Why are you going to say this knocks Gibbs down, but it doesn't, you know, knock ETN down because he has Tank Bigsby? Doesn't knock, you know, blah blah blah. Jonathan Taylor down. Well, Jonathan Taylor didn't have anybody, but Jonathan yeah. Taylor's not even on the dang field right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's what I was looking at. I was like, you know, that's probably okay, especially because one of them is like Brees Hall. You would think, okay, maybe he's a Brees Hall could be ahead of him, but I'll take Hall over Gibbs all day. That's fair. So. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, 50-50 on that one. I mean, Brees Hall is a really good game. That's, that's Lions fandom, you yeah, know, that's fair. shining that's out. Fair. So, all right, who else you got there? Uh, okay, Ron? I think you should sell any of the Packers wide receivers. Just find the Packers fan I like that. In, in your group. Um, I think if Dubs or Reed uh, do anything, especially at their wide receiver 52 and 54 spots, if you can get anything – for those guys, and I think you should definitely be looking to pivot off of Watson. Um, you know, as much as I, I hate, hate Aaron Rodgers, he he's a smart quarterback. He you know he knows when to get somebody the ball. Watson's touchdowns come on plays where he just gets to gallop down the field wide open. Um, I don't know that Jordan Love can get them into those situations. Um, I think the the brain power, the brain trust has changed, you know, running that offense between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. And I think Watson suffers for that. And honestly, uh, I'm pulling up right now, but Watson's numbers came across four games. Yeah, yeah. four games. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, was I was just looking at three. it too. Um, but all came across four games. And three touchdowns games, in the Dallas game. Yeah, four games he had um, – uh, two games, he had five touchdowns of his seven, and he was wide. He's wide receiver nineteen now, and he came out as a raw prospect. I mean, that's nothing against him, but he's not a wide receiver that's going to come out here and wow us with his route running. So if yep. those explosive plays aren't happening for him, what's he going to do? Yeah, he, nothing. He he needs like a, build some repertoire. a solid quarterback. He's yeah. not he's not a wide receiver that's going to bring a quarterback along. He's he's more of a he's going to get pulled along with an elite quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. See your, see your MVSs, you know, mm-hmm. hit, hit the streaker down the field. That's what MVS did. He's it's a replacement. Uh, sure. I think Ramondre at running back 13. I mean, the Patriots has, have all but told us they're bringing somebody in. Ramondre has said, I want to carry the ball less. I don't want my running back to tell me he wants the ball yeah. less. I want the running back to be like, I want every single carry. Why would you ever bring somebody in here and disrespect me like that? Um, and then you know, Bill's Bill. He can go out here. <laughs> he can go out here and fumble one time, and one of these other guys are out here pass blocking. You know, oh, just hold time on, Montgomery. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And we got Tony Pollard at running back eleven. He's got to be super efficient to hold up to that. Um, and I know he did it last year. Mike McCarthy's calling plays now. Um, I. Take that for what it's worth. I don't know if that was an Aaron Rodgers problem or a Mike McCarthy problem back in the day, but it wasn't good the last time we saw Mike McCarthy call plays. Um, it's kind of humdrum, bo-bum, whatever. I think running back 11 is a little bit high for Tony Pollard, for somebody who you couldn't even get a late first for, you know, prior to 
uh, this season happening, and I don't think anybody's going to want to pay you for what you I, think he's worth at this point in time. Nobody's paying really think- running back 11 for Tony Pollard. I can tell you that. And to me, I think he's more of a compliment back, right? Like a yep. complimentary back, I think. And so RB11, I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how he does this year, having the, the full load. Um, I know I know there's some ties to maybe bringing Zeke back. Zeke's, in my opinion, not going to take too much away from that. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. I mean, maybe he'll, he will do well and RB11 is, is a good spot for him. You know, how, how is Tony Pollard's situation any different than Jameer Gibbs, who you guys were just like raving about as the potential RB3? Jameer Gibbs is what? Oh, let me see here. Like, let's say from a situation. Pers- I, okay. I get that. I get the age part of it. And I think they're about three years apart, maybe four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was saying he's too high. I know. Well, I mean, and then you kind of backtracked off it. You, you said it, and then you kind of walked it back a little bit. I just think uh, I think he's too high, and I don't think he can handle that workload himself. I think it, but Jameer Gibbs, who has gotten like less work and and just in college, is Jameer Gibbs has got David Mon- He has got David Montgomery to help him out and take that between the tackles work. If you're going to put that on Tony Pollard, he's not. Dude, they have they have Malik Davis, who's actually pretty who like, Malik Davis uh, who. All right, he's struggling to beat out that other guy with the with the funky name, uh, Rico uh, Dwaddle. Yeah, yeah. I, I see yeah. them get picked up like every also other Rico. day, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Um, just hoping. I just, I don't know. Nobody is ever going to pay you for Tony Pollard, and that's why I think you I know, will. This running back eleven is too high. You'll pay me I, for Tony Pollard. I will pay you for Tony Pollard. I like Tony. Pollard oh, there a lot. you go. Send Come QJ to my way and send Tony Pollard Spanky's way. I All will right. do that. Let's uh, holler, hit hit your favorite follower real quick, and then let's let's, oh, yeah. let's head out of here. Okay, well, this isn't my favorite follower, but this is a one that I wanted to bring up because I knew it was going to hurt Ron especially. Um, <laughs> and so this is twofold. So I do think Kenneth Walker is going to fall a bit, right? He's at running back 10, keep trade cut, and running back 6 in Spanky. So I guess maybe this is going to hurt Spanky a bit as well. Um, but I just think, you know, I think they brought in Charbonnet. Um, Charbonnet is, you know, they're both big backs. Um, so I think they're going to kind of split more work. Um, and so I think, in my opinion, Charbonnet or uh, Walker is more of that home run hitter. And so I just have a hard time thinking when they bring in another running back that it's going to, you know, happen throughout the whole season again. And he's going to put up the same numbers and then. You know, I like you made that argument earlier about James Cook. More running backs are coming in. Um, and so I just think he might fall a little bit. And I was thinking about like that 12 to 14 range. He's at RB10. So moving down to RB12 to 14 is not much. But I do think some of that work is going to be taken away from him, from Charbonnet. And I think, honestly, that's not anything against Kenneth Walker. It's more just how Pete Carroll works with his, his running backs. It's okay. Pete's so, fault that he falls. Go ahead, McSpanky. All I was going to say with that is I don't think he needs the volume to still be a really good fantasy asset because he is a home run hitter. Like, he, he's he's electric. Like, I, he doesn't need to have, you know, 20 touches a game. Like, he can do what he needs to do on, like, 10 to 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to, like, Alvin Kamara, right? Like, he mm-hmm. never was, like, a super high-volume guy either. Or Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I see that, but I just feel like if he's not getting those big, you know, I can see him falling if he's not getting those big, huge runs, and then as he will big runs don't turn is. into that, that's it's what he does. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and I don't think Charbs is anything, but that's neither here nor there. Uh Jay, your faller, McSpanky. You, you change it from Jay and McSpanky in here all the time. Just, just real quick on here, I was just gonna say CMC. Um, He's he's running back two right now. Keep trade cut or or sorry mm-hmm. on fantasy calc. Um, he's he's already twenty seven. He's gonna be twenty eight before the start of the next season. Like I think just and this isn't necessarily that I think he's gonna like fall off, but just look at like Derrick Henry, right? Like he's sure. he's put up consistent RB one seasons over and over and over again, but he keeps dropping it. Now he's down at like running mm-hmm. back fifteen. Yeah. So I I think this is less to do about CMC and just more that like I mean. He's getting older, and if he does get injured, 
like he's he's his value just goes to like the toast like these younger guys if they get injured you know you can still find people that want to buy in like jk dobbins has been injured his entire career and people will still buy him (laughs) Uh, cmc if he's 28 and coming off like a torn acl or something like dude he's 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 a he's a post toasty yeah reese is is running back four and coming off an acl right so it's just that that age in in my opinion and I, i agree with this here um you know he's not like it, it's kind of the, the same argument with Kenneth Walker. They're not going to fall that much, but I just think they're going to fall a little bit to where they are right now. For sure. Should okay. we head out of here, guys? Let's get on out of here. That was a fun episode. See you guys. Uh, that was. was. Peace out. Peace. Peace.